Hello again. Uh, we are now in the 15th episode of the Nil Nil Football Podcast. 15 in. Yes. Nice. So, uh, I'll be honest, really only watched one game over the weekend. <laughs> I um, watched two games. Uh, I only paid attention to the LA game and I ended up watching the New England Miami game. Oh yeah, I ha- I have watched that as well, but after after the LAFC I mean, after El Tráfico. No, I'm just going to call it the Derby. <laughs> the LA Derby. I'm gonna, I'm going to go with El Tráfico still. Um, I don't like that name. Yeah. I hate it. Oh. Agree to disagree. No. But, uh, yeah, after the L.A. Derby, as you say, um, we didn't feel like watching any more soccer. (laughs) I just didn't want to see anything related to football at all. All right, Danny, you you take over this one. You organized it. So, start us off. Even though I... Didn't want to watch anything else because I was so heartbroken and absolutely upset at everything. There are a couple games that happened over the weekend that I think are kind of noteworthy. Um, Some more than others. First and foremost, Miami beats New England 3-2 to get a win. I know. I think this is the biggest surprise. I mean, certainly shut us up because last week we were just saying automatically Miami loses doesn't matter which team play against they're garbage <laughs> they will yeah. stay at the bottom spot but yeah. you know it looks like all you need to do to get the team working is take out Iguain, right <laughs> that was probably everybody's question is the team better without Iguain? and so far Campana who came in to replace him mm-hmm. or at least take his place in this lineup mm-hmm. ended up with a hat trick Thing is, Miami's first ever hat trick. Yeah, the thing is, he didn't really replace Iguain. Him and Iguain have played every single game together. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but at least from what I heard them talking about, uh, more the 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 guys, the commentators, uh, the casters, um, they were, yeah, um, they were saying how. Usually the formation will center around Iguain. And this time the formation was not based on Iguain or the formations that had him in it. Mm-hmm. So this is just a, a random formation that is based for the team and the players that were at hand. Um, so that's why I guess they were mentioning it as he came in to replace him in this formation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, they didn't start off the game too good, right? No, it really looked like New England was going to be all over them from the beginning, um, especially with the early chances that New England had. But pretty much um, after a while, Miami kind of like started showing up to the game. It wasn't like other times where they get scored on and it's, pretty much over no they actually showed signs of life and they looked pretty solid like they they looked together there were plays happening Mm -hmm. um yeah um but new england you know scored the first goal and as soon as they scored the first goal you just kind of think it's going to go the same way that every single miami game's gone so far Mm -hmm. uh but they the only thing different that they did have was like they actually had some fight, right? Like, exactly, uh, exactly. They, I expected complete domination. Yeah, me too. As soon as that goal went in, I, I assumed they were just going to give up and be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. well, this game's over." Uh, but no, nope, yeah. they, they they ended up pushing through, and um, Campana ended up scoring scoring his first goals uh, a few minutes later, right? Yeah, six minutes after New England scored, Campana scored his first. Uh, five minutes after that, he scored his second for a brace. Yep. And at just in that point, well, when he scored the second one, 29th minute? 23rd minute. 23rd minute. So 23 minutes in, you already got three goals in the game, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was it's was showing up to be a good game. Uh, Campana mm-hmm. getting a brace. The only other time I saw him score was against Austin, I believe, and that was from uh, you know good ball from Egoin. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like you know he's got a little something. I mean, if you score a hat trick, it's not through luck. Yeah, no, it's not. And he definitely showed the work that he puts in um, when it came to finding open positions for himself, maybe holding up the ball and uh, being part of a, a starting play. Um, but this, if they're able to do this, if they have to decide either Higuain or the team, um, I feel like at least this one shows maybe go with this lineup or if Higuain's going to be part of it, don't make him the center of attention. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I mean, you saw how mad he looked. <laughs> he, he did look really upset. Uh, I don't know if he was upset or if that's just his resting face, his RBF. <laughs> was, uh, was he mad that somebody else got the first hat trick for Inter Miami or was he mad that he wasn't maybe, on the field to take part in the goals, you think? I think it was all three. It was first hat trick for Miami. He wasn't on the pitch for the goals and he wasn't on the pitch for the win. Yeah. So in the time where first, exactly. First one of the season for a time where his coach has been asking more out of him, where he, he's the team hasn't been giving the results. And now you remove him out of there after the coach had called him out. And now you actually get a result. That doesn't really speak very positively about him being in the team. I was about to say, I mean, who knows how long he's still going to be there. Unless maybe they put him in for the next game and he actually works well with Campana. They get another win. Maybe. That's the only That's way I can see this ending. Not. That's the only way I can see this ending well. But yeah, um, doesn't look good when like what happens on the field without you supports what your coach has been saying. Exactly. And, you know... For me, as I was watching this game, I was looking at this through the perspective of Miami's obviously going to lose. New England's going to run away with this. Mm-hmm. But as the game progressed and I saw that Miami ended up coming up front, I don't know, that underdog kind of wanting the little guy to win came came in and I was like, oh no, I, I, I want Miami to win. I, I don't want New England to to ruin their first win. This is really good for them. Okay. And so I was I just spent the whole game watching it and rooting for Miami. And when they ended up getting uh, tied through that second goal for New England uh, through a pen on the 67th minute, I was like, oh no, this is a point where everything's going to fall apart and Miami's not going to be able to get their win. It's probably going to be a draw. But I think if I remember correctly towards that time, New England was really all over Miami, so it almost looked like if uh, they were actually going to come out with a loss from this. But holding off all the way until the 88th minute, and then Campana gets his third goal with almost like a toe poke out of uh, the ball that was right under the uh, goalie's leg. That's the one where the ref was saying, like, he fouled me, but like, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's not it's like, like hey, he had the ball he fouled me. Yeah, he didn't have control of the ball, and at least not even in his hands they were right under his legs so uh congratulations to miami and i hope that this is kind of just the beginning of them getting better um because i know that we all kind of make fun of them because of their form but uh deep inside i've always wanted to see them do a little bit better not just be the butt end of the joke i mean the better the teams are the better the league is exactly now on the other side new england um they lost to miami who had been winless and now new england getting out of the champions league not having won a game in a while what is up you even mentioned it yourself they look like they gave up yep Mm -hmm. it's gonna be some kind of like you know best in the season you win the supporter shield what what do you get for like you know the worst (laughs) right there should just be like a a bad performance team prize there should be a special performance just from going from supporter shield to the garbage that should be its own (laughs) exactly but 
Um, yeah, so New England didn't perform up to the standards that everybody has expected them to. And it looks like they still haven't recovered from that Champions League defeat going up three against Pumas and then coming back and losing. Yeah. Um, because since then, I don't think that they've won a game. I think they might have won one. I really don't think so. I think that they still haven't won. Double check that. <laughs> uh, let me double check. Uh, let's see. So they've got one win. But when did that happen? Is the question. Nope, they lost against Miami. They lo- oh, yeah, they won against Philadelphia. No, wait, no, they didn't. Actually, I have no idea when their last win was. But they haven't won in a while. Yeah. I'm just worried about New England, like I said. They look like they stopped trying. I mean, Carlos Hill looks like he's the only one trying on that team because he's the only one getting consistent assists or goals. Um, they yeah. got Josie Altador to bring in more goals, but I haven't seen him really do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're really missing the pace and uh, the one-on-one capabilities of a player like Tejon Buchanan, who's yeah. uh, uh, who they sold uh, at the before the season even started to the um is either gank or Ghent uh in the Belgian mm-hmm. league I wanna say. Yeah. So um by the way the last game that they won was against uh Dallas and that was on the fifth of uh, March. Okay. That was way before that was um a couple of days before their win against Pumas. Do you mean their loss against Pumas? No, the their first, first win. Yeah, their, that was a couple of days against uh, before their first win against Pumas. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that it was a standout game for me. Uh, congratulations again, Miami. Hopefully, this is just the beginning of them getting better. Uh, and if that's true, then my bracket's going to change when we review it halfway through the season. <laughs> yeah. Now we're just going to keep making fun of San Jose until they get their first win. <laughs> You know, it's hard for me to make fun of San Jose. And speaking of San Jose, their game over the weekend was something also that kind of stood out, especially with that scoreline between them and Houston, four to three. Um, And this is more of a just getting outscored because they were really just going back and forth um, up to the third goal of Houston. And that's when they ended up scoring their fourth goal and pretty much almost pulling away. Um, but it's hard to make fun of San Jose the same way that you make fun of Miami because Miami is visibly bad, right? Like everything that can go wrong will go wrong for Miami, including red cards. But San Jose, on the other hand, yes, they can get red cards. Yes, they're at the bottom of the table being the only team without a win, but their results show that there's something there. The comebacks that they have against... Uh, teams to get draws and this fight that they had with Houston to make it a seven goal game. So it's hard to make fun of a team who's actually scoring like they are. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, but, you know, somebody's got to do it. (laughs) All right, that's where the job will fall on your hands. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah, you get all that fight, but you still lose the game. Yeah, so I think it's just a bad run of luck, but... Realistically, I think it's in their defense that's letting them down. Yeah. Because um, I think one of those was the least savable, especially because there was a guy on the goal line and it passed between him and the post. So that guy yeah. should have been able to save it. Um, but yeah, just San Jose keeps getting these crazy games, but it seems like more often than not, they, they tend to be on the wrong, you know, the losing side of, of those games. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't know what else to say about that because, I mean, San Jose, they got the ability to score goals. We've seen it. There's been multiple games where they scored three goals, right? But yeah, and it, even last weekend, uh, they ended up getting two, uh, 2-2 draw. Yeah, so, but, I mean, backing up your point, it looks like it's their defense that's letting the team down at this moment because they can't keep enough goals out to get a win. So, 
Yeah. Hopefully this improves next week, but uh, I mean, if you, it's not fun to be a San Jose fan when your team is at the bottom and they're the only yeah. ones that haven't won. No, no, yeah, you're right. And Houston's starting to seem a bit more threatening um, up front, yeah. like looking at the scoreline. Uh, but uh, San Jose, on the other hand, I, I'm starting to see the threat that they have up front, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's starting to come together with the Bobisier just getting into these available positions. And even when he's covered, he's somehow finding a way to get a touch on the ball and heading it towards goal. Um, not everything goes in, but he did end up with a brace out of this game. Yep. And that was like his first goals of the season, pretty sure. Uh, I think so. Yeah. But um, so far, it's looking good on attack. I think they just need to focus on the defense and maybe they'll be able to pull out a win against another team. Um, San Jose, I mean, Houston, on the other hand, um, they're doing well. Yeah. All right, should we move on? Oh, you mean you skipped Charlotte against Atlanta, then? Yeah, but that was just such a good transition because you brought up San Jose. But now we move on to one of the games that was expected over the weekend of Charlotte's revenge on Atlanta. And revenge they got with a win of one nil. Yep. I mean, this is the this is the hottest new derby according to you know all the MLS uh, media, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, at least that's what they're trying to make it seem. There's a rivalry in town, apparently. Yeah, well, with the amount of uh, fans that are attending the games, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh... This game, I mean, nothing really happened until the no. end, right? That's when that's when they scored. Uh, I believe it was the the other way around. I believe they scored at the beginning early. Yeah, they they scored early, and then the rest of the game was nothing much happening. Yeah. Uh, let me double check on that. That doesn't seem like a fun game, though. Especially when it's uh, the same time. Yeah. So the goal was on the eleventh minute. And from there on out, uh, they were pretty even on chances, 16 on Atlanta and 15 for Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was pretty even. So this is, I guess you could say this is kind of a rivalry at this point, just because of how even they're both playing. The scoreline for either one of their wins was just a one goal difference, uh, yeah. two to one on the first game, one zero on this one. Uh, but good on Charlotte. They're starting to not just win, but also keep clean sheets. And I believe this is their third win at home. Yeah, I mean, it looks like they're really turning their home stadium into a fortress, considering they do have a throne there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, good for <laughs> them. We always said, I mean, we knew their form was increasing. Sure, they lost last week. But <laughs> with this past weekend that happened... Uh, they're facing Atlanta, who they just barely lost to. So, uh, considering right. the form that Charlotte had, uh, I think it was very believable that Charlotte was going to win this game. I think we both agreed, right, that they were going to win in terms of our prediction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, it's good for them. It looks like they're actually a pretty decent team. I believe that win brought them all the way to fifth place. So, it um, did. Yeah, so they're now... In a solid spot yeah. on the table. I mean, for an expansion team, that's a pretty good spot to be in in terms of the table. Right? Yeah, and it's definitely answering a lot of the questions that we had right, right from the beginning, mm-hmm. where are they going to be another expansion team that just ends up having a terrible season and gets completely clobbered in every weekend match? Uh, but no, they are setting themselves apart by not being part of that statistic and actually climbing up the ranks on their own. Yeah, it took a little bit of a slow start, but like everything, it takes time to get used to things, and they're starting to get some good form. Yep. All right, what's the next game? Uh, The next game I wanted to check out was uh, Portland and Vancouver. This was another high-scoring game, five goals, three for Portland and two for Vancouver. Um, And the reason I pointed this out was because of the recent 
run of bad form for Portland where we kept expecting them to win, but somehow they found a way to lose. And uh, I think we both kind of figured that they were going to beat Vancouver, but we didn't expect it to be this close. I think we kind of expected it to be like a two-goal difference at least in between. Mm -hmm. Um, But what stood out in this for me uh, were the three pens that happened. And apart from the three pens, uh, the goalie for Portland. He was really on fire on that game. He was really launching himself at everything that was coming towards the goal and blocking almost everything. That's good to hear. Um, yeah, I know Vancouver looks like they're really trying to you know get that form back that they had last uh, season where they overperformed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hoping that Tristan Backman would score again, but that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was looking at when I was reviewing this. Yeah, but yeah, Portland ends up holding off Vancouver. Um, three whole penalties awarded in this match, which is not, I want to say that, I mean, that's probably the highest number so far. Yeah, and you, and you remember the first one, the initial call was no pen. Yeah. But it was very obvious at least to me it seemed very obvious that it was the guy got clobbered in between two other players yeah i think in terms of VAR, they should just have the referee just just review it like automatically just, just review it. like i don't know why two other people have to give the yes and then in order to yeah. get him to look at it it's not like it's a nuclear bomb over here we got two people got to turn a key <laughs> exactly plus at the beginning of the whole VAR thing i just figured that the guys upstairs would call out anything that the ref who was on the field would have missed, not the ref on the field asking for permission. What can and can I not review? Yeah. So, you know, like if there was a, if there was a call that needed to be reviewed that he, they, they would tell him, you know what? You probably need to look at this mm-hmm. and he would have to look at it, not wait for the guys upstairs to review it. And then, okay, then I'll review it. Yeah. But I mean, this this hasn't been a good weekend for refs, am I right? <laughs> no, not so much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was this game, three uh, two Portland finally getting back on the right yeah. side of a scoreline. Gotta get uh, gotta get Chara. No gotta get, get Chara in my fantasy points. It seems like he scores every game, whether they win, lose, Look. or draw. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking exactly the same thing. He is really good. He always puts up a solid performance. And no matter what, he's always really just trying out there, putting, leaving everything on the field. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. Next one. Um, pointed out Austin and Minnesota, but uh, realistically speaking, nothing really happened toward, until the end where Austin ended up scoring. Uh, the only reason I pointed it out was because I'm just curious about how Austin will continue to perform. Uh, but this is another win for them, which is consistent with the new form and the new team that they're showing us compared to last season. Uh, and Minnesota's a tough team to play, and they were able to make it out of there with a win. Yeah. So, uh, good for Austin. Because uh, they... They're proving again that maybe they might not have it to beat the top teams in MLS, but they certainly do have enough talent to beat the mid-table teams, which Mm -hmm. makes me want to think they'll probably finish like sixth or seventh, somewhere around there. But um, so far, they've they've really, really improved. I think they're one of the top teams that have improved since last season, for sure. Yeah, I was very impressed with this game, even though nothing too exciting happened. Um, but they were creating so many good plays, so many chances that they just did not put away. They had 11 shots, five on target, and only one went in. So yeah. they need to be better at putting their shots away because it, the ones that they missed, it was only by a little bit. And if they're able to make that part of their game better, then they'll start being able to do what they were doing at the beginning of the season with getting those five to one, five nil goal 
uh, games or maybe even get to the point of what you're saying, finally beating those top table teams. Mm-hmm. But but to me, they, they looked impressive. There's definitely a threat there, and any team that plays them should never feel overconfident. Exactly. They're not the same team as last season. So good no. for Austin. Hopefully they keep the good form up. We'll, we'll see how they do next week. Um, all right. Uh, any other games left? Uh, yeah, just one more. Um, I almost overlooked it, but the RSL Toronto draw. Uh, it was 2-2, and it was a very back-and-forth game, uh, although RSL did end up taking control of that game with a 2-1 scoreline for the majority of it. Uh, not until the late second half did... Toronto get their equalizer from a long-range goal. I believe it was like 35 yards out, catching the RSL keeper off his line. Um, that was a really great goal. I don't know if you got to see that one. No, no, uh, but it, was really, that. it was really good, and it was one goal that was uh, reviewed. Um, based on the highlights, I was a little confused because they said that there was it was not going to count, but somehow it still ended up staying on. Uh, from my point of view, it was a solid goal. The The ball was taken away cleanly, and the goal was beautiful from, from where I saw it. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, the other point I really wanted to talk about this for was we finally got that Saicedo red card that I kept mentioning in every weekend. Mm-hmm. But it was, it only, was only a matter of time. time. It was only a matter of time, but I knew it was coming, and... Here it is. It was a gift. (laughs) And I mean, like, it's not like, it's not like he just lifted his leg up and it was dangerous and they gave him a red card for doing something dangerous. Like, he legit kicked the guy in the face. Yeah, the majority of other plays that we see of this style where it's too high of a raised foot, the player who gets fouled always acts it. In this case, you can almost feel it while you're watching the replay. Yeah. So it was pretty funny. I mean, it was it was at the end of the game too, right? Right? Uh, yeah, I believe it was like the 88th or 89th minute. Yeah, so it's at the end of the game too. Um, it's just a dumb mistake to make. Like, if anything, he could have controlled it a little bit and then just shot it in another direction instead of just trying to take it the first time, especially when you're own, in your own half. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, we knew he was capable of this. He certainly had those moments when he was playing for Liga Mekis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen those when he plays for Mexico. Yeah, we knew, we knew it was just going to happen one day. Yeah, it was just a matter of time, like you said. And uh, this is only the first of a couple more, um, mm. because this one, it wasn't necessarily because of him. It was a bad choice, bad play. But there'll be more. And the other ones that I'm talking about are the ones where you visibly see him frustrated and he just ends up taking out a player. And I'm sure that uh, that kind of red is going to come down the line. But anyway, that was some of the games that stood out for me. Uh, I don't know. Are there any that I might have left out that you think should have been reviewed? No, I mean, there's none popping into my head. Like I said, we didn't really, or I didn't really watch any games because I was so bummed out about El Trafico. So, um, okay. I, right. I, well, like, I really only watched the Miami one, and that's pretty much it. Like, I did keep up with the rest on social media, but mm-hmm. I didn't really go in depth on any of the other ones. Well, speaking of your depression and what it came from, let's talk about the main event the Chris Penzo Derby. <laughs> Okay, so tell me your thoughts on this LA FC game versus Galaxy. I mean, uh, what did you think about the performance? Let's go half by half, the first half. Okay, what so in the first half, um, it definitely seemed, I mean, well, the first three minutes, we had two chances on goal. Super dangerous. Mm-hmm. Vela was like, this is Darby. You know what I do in Darby's? I score against the Galaxy. That's exactly what I do. I Sounds saw, like, like it was a promising start for, oh, for the first two minutes. I was like, oh, we're going to smoke them. We already got two chances in two minutes. Come on. You know? Um, yeah. But um, 
I think like Vela ended up making the pass, and whoever he gave the pass to just ended up missing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then literally after the first five minutes, they went back to the original LAFC that we remember, the one that starts off slow, the one that doesn't wake up, the one that takes twenty minutes for them to get the rhythm of the game going. Um, it looks like they were just reacting to Galaxy, and Galaxy uh, were doing all the simple things correctly. They were winning all the tackles. They were making their passes. Even if they were simple, they made sure that they made it to the player that they needed. They held up the ball well. Uh, it just seemed like LAFC couldn't really get close when they wanted to take possession away. They still were able to cut off passing lanes and turn the ball over that way. But in terms of forcing mm-hmm. a turnover, I think they struggle a lot, especially in the first half, just to get that going. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, did you want to add anything on there before I continue? Um, well, are you done with everything that you saw for the first half? That was it? No, because uh, the two goals happened in the first half. Okay, so before you go on to the two goals yeah. so you mentioned how they ended up going back to the team that we remember seeing mm-hmm. the one that takes 20 minutes to warm up uh given that's a long time to warm up that's too long yeah and the first goal happened when in the 13th minute okay yeah super and what was it what was it that we said in our preview of this that needed to happen, or at least in this case, we said that that, not to happen. We said that LAFC just needed to survive for they the first twenty the- minutes, not let any goals in, and stop Chicharito. And the first thing they do is concede in the first twenty minutes, and they let the other team's top player Chicharito score the goal. And yeah. it's like you knew who their star player was. And you still mm-hmm. lost track of the man at the back post. So uh, if anybody yep. hasn't seen it, which, I mean, if you're an MLS fan, you've 100% seen it. But um, Grancy ends up uh, passing or centering the ball into the box. Chicharito does what he does. He'll move left, right. Uh, basically just snuck in behind Mamadou Fall. And mm-hmm. Mamadou Fall was just kept ball watching. Like, as soon as the ball went yeah. into the box, he was just standing still. When he turned around, that's when he saw that Chicharito was there. So... Uh, Crepeau noticed that as well, and all he could do was try to close down the space to try to block the shot. But I yeah, mean, Chicharito no. ended up hitting that one straight into the ground, so it went under him and ended up going to the back of our net. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, and then in the second goal, it was literally uh, literally a carbon copy of the first goal, except instead of centering it through the air, they just centered it through the ground. So mm-hmm. I think it came off of a throw-in. Uh, Gaxi did a couple of passes. They passed it to Grand Seer. And he just did, like, he took a touch, turned, did a half turn, and just sent it in the box. It doesn't even look like he had anybody in mind to send it, tender it to. It's just like, I'm going to put yeah. it in here to see what happens. And sometimes those work out, and Koulibaly got at the end of that and scored it. Yep. I mean, it's just like, it's just one of those where none of your players can ever actually reach the ball. Like, they're just out of reach. So it was a good center, but um, they should have still been covering the back post. Like, I don't know who mm-hmm. let that man in, but that, that's the consequences you play. Not only were you down one and trying mm-hmm. to get back into it, but now you're down two, so you got to score three to win. And it's yeah. just looking real tough for LAFC. And that's the part where I was talking, that I was trying to point out when we were doing the preview. Yeah. It's that this was going to be a very mentally intense game, yeah. especially for LA. I don't know what Galaxy's mentality is like, but I know that for LAFC, they're a very emotionally driven team. So if things start going wrong, the team is not going to perform any any good at all. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it takes for them 20 minutes to warm up, to actually get into a rhythm, and then get scored on it, in between that time it's almost like you're res- resetting the timer and that happened twice so if you reset the timer at 13 minutes then that means at the 33rd minute they'll be good but they got scored on at the 31st minute and even then that reset it yet again so to me even though they did have some clear chances and was it in the first half that they had the vela uh the header gold yep. yeah the header okay 
So apart from that, and apart from the first few minutes where before everything went to the garbage, um, to me personally, I did not like the way that they played in the first half. To me, they seemed to vanish after that first goal mm-hmm. and after that disallowed goal with Vela. And they weren't really playing while thinking. Every pass that they went that they got, every first touch that they were doing was not done with any intention of passing it to a player who wasn't covered or in a way that would create a play or open up a play. Because I saw a lot of turnovers in that first half. Yeah. And I There's a lot of dumb turnovers too. Like a lot exactly one, a lot of there's mm-hmm. one where Murillo ended up getting too comfortable and mm-hmm. because of that the Galaxy play was able to pressure him and he just lost the ball and yeah. he was the only one covering so it was like a lot of little dumb mistakes like that yeah I saw a lot of that and it was very disappointing and honestly I was upset watching that because it wasn't the team that I had kind of grown to known over the last couple of games the the one that seemed to have already turned the page a new leaf um, and we haven't even gotten to the second half but uh, Hold just up, to I mean we still got there's still things to be said about the first half. Okay, okay. So the header is, I'm assuming, what you're referring no, to. No, I'm saying this this is probably the worst half we've played so far. But also, in oh terms yeah, of it luck, was I mean, you lose Brian in the first half. Sifu went oh. down, and See, we thought he was injured, but he kept on playing. Yep. Um. So. That we started off with Chicho on the bench and, and we had a Poku out there who does better against tired opponents. Um, mm-hmm. Should have started Chicho, who's better at holding up the ball. And since it seems like we were struggling to get into the box or into their yeah. half in the beginning, that would have helped us a lot by taking the, some of the pressure off our defense and mm-hmm. actually moving the ball up, having him hold on to it and create plays from there. But um, yeah, the, the, it seemed very restricted. It seemed like the, uh, the pressure of playing. Uh, against the Galaxy against in such a big game that you know a lot of the players who aren't, weren't in the team weren't used to at their at their clubs before mm-hmm. this. I think yeah. the pressure probably got to them. Um, well, what were you gonna say? No, no, no. Uh, just listening. Uh, but yeah, that's what happened there. And then now we can get to the header. <laughs> okay, so about that header. Um, it was ruled offside. It was from a set piece, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah. Uh, and from the replay, I don't know. At least from the angle that we saw, it didn't seem like it was offside. Yeah, I think it was like very close or in line. But annoying thing is, like ever since VAR was introduced, what are the referees supposed to do when they think it's offside? Go look at the video. They. Yeah, but they never raise their flags anymore. They remember they raise their flags. Oh yeah, yeah. Play is it, over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not what happened in this case. In this case, yes. uh, the ref immediately lifted up the flag as soon as they scored the goal. They didn't let it go to the review or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if the ref hadn't raised the the flag, then the call would have been goal on the field, and then the replay mm-hmm. would have been. Um, would have been to in disprove. favor of a goal. Yes, yeah. And since it wasn't clear and obvious, we probably would have gotten the goal. See, yes. that's the really, really bad part that I hate. It just doesn't make sense. It's like, it's almost like a a lawsuit where you have to disprove or or, or prove. It just it's frustrating. It was very frustrating to watch and and know why the call went the way it did. Especially after the review. Yeah. So, that's how that happened. I mean, I would have been happy seeing Vela get a goal. Especially a header goal. You hardly see those coming from him. Yeah. But, you know. And it would have brought up the team morale. And we probably would have gotten a different. Yeah, if anything, uh, we probably would have went on to score like three more goals or something like that. It could be, but uh, the way that they were playing, it, it was showing a real lack of trust and confidence. That's what I'm saying. A goal would have gotten the confidence back. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. I take one goal being disallowed as being okay, I guess. 
And now we move on to the second half. So the second half, um, overall, they played better. It started mm-hmm. off with them being still a little bit shaky. I think they gave away a lot of dumb, um, like we they turned over possession in a lot of dumb ways in, in the okay. beginning of the second half. I think there was like two galaxy chances back to back in the first five minutes of the second half, and then after that is when they started putting everything together and started remembering like how they're supposed to play. So they were just yeah. they were mounting the pressure on the galaxy, just not top mounting, mounting, mounting. To be fair. LAFC had like three chances that they should have scored a goal. Like, <laughs> they, um, they, if they would have put those away, then yeah. we wouldn't be having this conversation. Nor I mean, in the first half, we had Vela missing the post. I mean, that was one. <laughs> that one, that one had to go in. Yeah, how he missed that, I don't know because it was almost like one on one with the keeper. I know that there were like some defenders close behind, but mostly it was that's just his bread and butter right there. Huh? Uh, that's those, he should be putting those away every time that's he's alone in that position. Yeah, so that was the first one, and then uh, the second one was just like the I think the Ismail Trajuri Strati when he was mm-hmm. right alone in front of the goal. And By the way, I loved how he played. Yeah, he did play good. He played like Brian, except with more effort, and he actually thinks about where the passes are supposed to go. But <laughs> yeah, he was playing great, except he missed an open goal because apparently Blessing distracted him based on his reaction. Uh, yeah, and honestly, I think I would have been just like him if I was in his position. Yeah, but I think if the ball's coming at you and somebody else is going for it, but you're in a way better position, I think you just pretend like you're going to take the shot no matter what, just in case something happens like this. But but I feel from the position that he was in and the way that blessing came through and how close he was to him, I don't think that he felt comfortable enough taking the swing and potentially hitting blessing yeah. in the process. Yep. I mean, there was that other chance that Chicho had where him and the goalie collided. And oh. the ball was slowly rolling into the goal. I mean, uh, I think if Chicho would have gone a little bit earlier, yeah, that ball would have been in the back. He probably would have taken away from his hands. Yeah. There's a couple shots that we just shot straight at the goalie. Didn't take enough shots mm-hmm. from outside the box. Um, I don't think we utilize that tactic enough. I think we're still doing that thing that seems to be ineffective. We're trying to pass our way into the box, like right in front of the goalie. Yeah. But, um, a lot of missed opportunities. So, I mean, that's 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 on us. Like, there's nothing... There's nothing... Nobody else to blame but yourselves mm-hmm. for not scoring, like, three goals minimum. Um, yeah. But besides that... Uh, Anything we should talk about before we get to the the big moment of the match? Um, okay, regardless of, of the controversies that we're going to discuss or point out, uh, personally, from my point of view, I those shouldn't even come into question if mm. they did exactly what you just mentioned. If they were able to put away their clear chances there should be no discussion. Like you can get as many goals that are potentially offside or are potentially questionable in their validi- va- validity. Um, <laughs> that if you put your goals away, then it doesn't matter. You yeah. know, you can get your first, the first one for Vela overturned, but if he had already scored the other one, you already have at least one in the books. I want to say if Chicho was on the field, he might have followed that up. Honestly, one of my favorite players from our team is Chicho because I like his uh, composure when it comes to games. And yeah. not just big games, just any game in general. He seems so sure of himself. He seems calm when he's playing. Unlike the other players where I see the frustration, the bit of panic and distress when it comes to being down in the game. He mm-hmm. always seems to play in such a confident way where he's like, I know what I'm doing. I got this. I know what I'm capable of. And we can probably come back. And I like the presence that he sets on the field. And I kind of wish that the other players could take that and learn that from him. So for me, I agree. If they would have brought him on 
earlier like you said uh, maybe put him in in the game instead of um Opoku to begin with mm-hmm. then we probably would have had a much better chance to have a comeback yep um but oh <clears throat> there was one last thing before we move on to uh so this team i was like watching last season's team for me especially the and first half apart from the first half but the one that confirmed it for me was the second half um i know you said that they were playing well but for my liking they started playing well a little too late it was like the third quarter of the game that they ended up playing better more pressing more chances more aggressive and it was far too little too late and it even though they were playing a little bit better and more aggressive it was all done with a panic yep. it wasn't done with uh we're gonna score because we can score it was more of we gotta score because otherwise we're gonna lose yep. right and that did not help them at all it, it just led to all those little dumb turnovers that you kept keep mentioning is is what the result of all that was and um the confirmation for me that they were the same that they reverted back to the same team that they were last season was when i saw uh palacios go all the way up into the box where he could have crossed it but right next to him was vela Mm -hmm. and he passed it to vela and what was it that you had pointed out before to me when uh, at the beginning of the season, I think it was like the first or second game, where I told you, you know, this team isn't performing how I thought it was. And then they took Vela out and they started playing well. Yeah. And you said, oh, before they were used to just doing the uh, whatever we have, pass it to Vela, he'll figure it out. Yeah, it definitely and, seemed that way. And, it, and that's what I ended up seeing and realizing at that point i was like no this this is not going to work if they're going back to that mentality that mentality was not winning that mentality is what got bob out of the team yeah no but adding on to that i think the the other annoying point is um there's a point where who was it i forgot it was one of our players mhm who ended up um, hitting a ball trying to hit Chicharito on purpose. And Chicharito got away with the ball. And then Sifu came in and cleared the ball. He went full speed to clear the ball because he knew mm-hmm. Chicharito was coming and he left his leg there to try to hit Chicharito. And then yeah. just like, I get that you're frustrated. That I get that Chicharito must be annoying because, I mean, that's, that's what he does. Like, that's what he's supposed mm-hmm. to do. But, like, all that's going to do is get somebody sent off. Like, it's not like the cameras aren't watching you try to clear that ball on purpose that way. I mean... Also, VAR exists. That's what I'm saying. That's what I just said. <laughs> that it's not yeah. like VAR doesn't exist. Um, so, it's just like, when you play like that, like, you're not even playing to win. You're just playing to, you know, annoy the other opponents or just hurt them instead of actually focusing on, you know, doing well because i don't think sifu was doing too great in this game to be honest no he he really wasn't he was one of the ones that was doing a lot of the turnovers and um it's just a shame to see i did feel like we turned it around in the second half like the pressure and stuff like that we're playing like we normally do they didn't play astavella as much everybody else was trying to create something I think mm-hmm. Chirundolo probably definitely said something to them, like, hey, you guys got to do something, step your game up, all that. Um, so it was working. It seemed like we were heading toward another Portland situation, right? Yeah. Um, it, it really seemed that way, and we thought we were there. Yeah. And then what happened? Well, there's a lot of... Vela centers the ball in, it bounces off of, like, 10 players. Uh, Mamadou <laughs> Fall ends up crossing it back into the box and blessing ends up being there to finish the the playoff and he scores the goal now after having some time to think about it 
I guess. I guess you could make the case that Mobutu Fall was offside mm-hmm. when you sent the ball back in. But was the Galaxy defender playing the ball? Yes. Like, hit, hit him in the arm. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to ignore the arm getting hit just to say even, that Mamadou Fall was offside. But, not even the the arm. Um, I know that from his posture, it wouldn't he wouldn't clearly have anything to play the ball with because obviously if he's facing towards the goal and the ball's behind him, how is he going to header backwards or kick backwards, right? Mm-hmm. But you can clearly, I want to say, at least from how I've seen it, and I've watched the replay a couple of times, um, the way, because he sees the ball, and I see him move his back backwards towards the ball. To try to get something in the way to clear it. To try to get, to try to deflect it in a way. To me, that is the intention of playing the ball, to get it, you know, just not in the path of another LAFC player. Um, for me, then that puts the ball back in play for Mama Dufault. Yeah. Um, that's why well, so like, first you have to ignore the handball and see that the guy did lean back to try to pass it. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever, it was confusing and all that. The thing that annoyed me more than him disallowing the goal is that the fact that that play happened at the 97th minute and he had an eight of stoppage time. Not to yeah. mention there was like a minute, another minute at least, of the Galaxy wasting time in stoppage mm-hmm. time. But he decided just to end the game right there. Just to end yeah. the game right after the decision. Didn't let them play. Didn't let them kick off or anything. He just ended it. And there was yeah. another game this weekend where there was a review close to the end. I think it was like the 94th minute. And they were given four minutes of extra time. Um, and they played on to the 96 and a half. Yeah, see? That's what I mean. Like, if you're going to give that much time and, you know, the play has to stop, why not just continue the minute that you took away in order to review that play but I don't know if he had a brain for it or you got tired of running or whatever but he didn't even give us a chance uh, <laughs> to try to score another one like it was one last chance at least so it ended 2-1 to one on a referee decision and you're going to always get it, get these kinds of decisions when it comes to the refing when the ref thinks that they're a protagonist yeah. in any game that they're a part of and this ref definitely seemed to have that kind of attitude mm-hmm. I'm not going to put the loss on his hands because we've already discussed how if LAFC would have taken it, the opportunities that came to them and scored them mm-hmm. then we wouldn't be looking at this but it does leave you with a bad taste in your mouth knowing that you get two very very close goals Overturn, overturn and disallowed and then the ref just doesn't give the time that still remained the time that he took to review the play in order to have something happen and you can't say that oh well you can't do anything in a minute well there's been goals scored under a minute there's been <laughs> give that minute to Lewandowski let's see what he can do <laughs> yeah so and not, not even that you told me that the review started at the 96th minute and that would have given the game still three minutes to play by, by the amount of time that he took. Yeah, but I double-checked it. Like, the goal went more closer to the 97th minute anyway. So, like, still that, but, I mean, like, with the wasted time that happened during that stoppage time itself, mm-hmm. like, from, from before that goal even going in, you should have had yeah. minimum at least two minutes to try to do something. At least, at least two minutes. That, that would have been enough for two or three plays. No. But as much as it hurt to lose this weekend, as much as it hurt to see those goals get disallowed, to see the ref kind of just do his dirty in that way, you know, congratulations to the Galaxy. They showed up, did what they were supposed to, no more, no less. Played like games of fun. Came out, and came out with a win. On the other hand, LAFC, they forgot to show up for the first 
75 minutes. And then they started playing like the LAFC that we've been seeing more recently. And I think that that's something that they need to work on. They need to work on that mentality because no, you cannot, it's not right for you to take 20 minutes to get into a rhythm. Yep. I give you five to 10, but not more than that. Yep. And I'm sure that's something that, um, that Trudeau is definitely going to be talking about because I'm, 100% 100% sure all the veteran players of LFC aren't going to be happy with this loss, considering that now we're three behind Galaxy in terms of equalizing the series. Mm-hmm. So um, they're not going to like it, especially these this week coming up before the game. And, the you know, they have a full week to process the loss, but I'm pretty sure none of them are happy, especially, like, Vela probably is the worst one. Um, I I would not be happy if I was in that team. Yeah, I would be very disappointed. I'm hoping that um, this might be like a kind of a silver lining thing, where we could have went the whole um, season undefeated, but I think that puts a lot of pressure on people to maintain that record. Getting your first loss out of the way early like this. Especially when you didn't play that bad. Like, you mm-hmm. almost tied it. So it's not like we played garbage, so we lost. It was more, we didn't play how we used to. We, we did, we did end up playing eventually, and we almost tied the game. So it's, yeah. we're still not playing bad. Um, so we well, can for you, for you, it was they, they, they didn't play garbage. For me, it was we played garbage most of the game. Yeah. And then we kind of remembered, oh, yeah. We're supposed to play better. But for me, it was garbage for the most part that I saw. Yeah. And um, next week, we play against a struggling Kansas City. So, um, I sure hope... He is going home. Yeah. I sure hope that um, it gives enough... I mean, they a, a bounce game like back. that, yeah, I, I sure hope they bounce back. Um, yeah, because we don't want another New England-type scenario where you have a loss and then you just can't recover from it. No, when New England plays Charlotte. Uh, I'm getting too ahead of myself. That, that'd be for the next episode. <laughs> that's Thurs- That's Thursday's recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think that we pretty much hit all the points that we wanted to say. I mean, we were extremely frustrated, especially after the match. I'm sure we're not the only LAFC fans that felt that way. Um, I feel bad for the ones in the stadium, especially because they they had to witness that in person. But yeah, <laughs> um, and tough you know, game. It, I would say I would say like it was a tough game. Yeah, we lost. Congrats to the Galaxy. The, the Derby still delivers no matter what. <laughs> yeah, and here's here's the final final thought. Um, it's easy to point out mistakes. It's easy to find someone to blame. It's easy to trash players and not in the sense of keeping them accountable but taking out your frustration of the loss on them Yeah. but it's not necessary to do that everything that we've talked about and at least how I've expressed myself is in the disappointment of the performance but I'm not going to say that these players are terrible because they're not they've definitely proven that they've got something to to contribute to the game and to the team and everybody can have a bad game a bad day can get overpowered by the atmosphere of the magnitude of the game which could have happened in this in this one Mm -hmm. but everybody can easily just do this to to these players there's no need you know we lost this one they didn't take advantage of their chances they know it. We know it. We don't have to keep reminding them. Hopefully, they'll learn from this and fix any errors that they see and bounce back, like you said. And at the same time, everybody can focus on those disallowed goals and blame the ref. But <laughs> it's not their fault either because they're not the ones in charge of scoring the goals. And if you can score clear goals that cannot be overturned in any way or form then you don't have to worry about the refs somehow changing the decision of the game yep I agree with all that so 
on that note, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, that's pretty much everything. Okay. Well, good luck to LAFC on their next game, which we'll talk about on the next episode. And hopefully everybody has a good week. All right. Goodbye. Bye.